What's up guys, welcome back to the Daily Snap. Today we are bringing down the one, the only, Sarah Darkhawk Control. I put out a poll on the YouTube recently, and I said, hey, what deck you know, do you guys want to see me break down next? This is that next deck. Uh, this is the deck that I was playing on stream the other day. It's a deck that I decided to bring to the Marvel Snap Zone tournament. I did not do particularly well in the Snap Zone tournament. We'll talk about why in a second. Um, but all in all, let's walk through this deck together. Let's take a look. Let's uh, see the good, the bad, and of course, as always, the ugly. Um, first and foremost, we have Nova, Zabu, Scarlet Witch, Sentinel, Lizard, Killmonger, Polaris, Darkhawk, Shang-Chi, Rockslide, Sarah, and Arrow. Those are the. This is the particular lineup. I know I've had a couple conversations already with you know different people on Twitter and within the Discord and things like that, and they kept asking me, hey, you know, is this deck good enough without Korg, etc. And the truth is, is that Darkhawk is not necessarily your line of win condition against most decks. Uh, it's just very specifically good against the Thanos metagame. So like, if you're not playing a whole bunch of Thanos decks at the time, then maybe you want to find a way to fit the Korg in. But for me, uh, I was just finding myself oh, like ways to win the game without Darkhawk uh, against most non-Thanos decks. But like against the Thanos decks, you just have this three power dude that's like 12 or 14 power or whatever the number ends up being, and he's actually just like incredibly insane, and that's kind of a big deal. Um, but the the whole gist of this deck is still really that, you know, that Sarah control list. Um, of course, we we have some modifications now where like we you know we have an arrow, which is just one of those cards that gets to just win games, um, which is, that's big, it's a big, big important reason why this card is, why this deck is so good, uh, but you can see here going into this final turn, you know, um, our opponent had snapped early because they had the Sanctum and the Nightcrawler, you know, they had the Squirrel and the Nightcrawler for Sarah Sanctum, and we only had a Nova, so they, you know, they thought they were going to run wild with us here, but you can see what Sarah enables here, there's so many lines of plays, we're kind of walking through what we can be doing here, and then the important thing to note is, you know, like, we have to make sure we win tiebreaker so there's probably nothing in the world that he could play that wins tiebreaker on mojo world at this point um but we also have to win mid and you know 15 power mid is really good um plus the two more that's going to come you know so it's going to be 17 power in the mid he plays three little things plays an angela plays an ant-man does not matter at all all those things are about to get destroyed uh plays a bass for good measures that's also not helping him any the arrow is just a giant stat stick, but the Killmonger seals the deal in this one. You can just see it just literally removes, what, uh, pff, I don't know, 75, 80% of his board. So he just kind of donated eight cubes in this game, which is a really, really solid win for us. All right, so we're going to get into this second game now. Um, Elysium is obviously always really good for any Sarah deck because we're already trying to do what Elysium does with Sarah, and anytime we can do more than that, total win right so it's definitely one of those games it might even be worth snapping uh on elysium if i'm being completely honest you know you are we are watching footage of my climb to omega in this particular set of uh videos but you can really see the different manipulations of all these cards and like why all these pieces really fit in and really do all these interesting things um the zabu kind of feeling the darkhawk shang chi and um 
rock slide plays are really important because it allows you to get like power out early. It lets you know you have the big plays. You can have priority for your arrows, which is which are really nice and important. Um, and you know you have the combination of Zabu and Sarah, which can just make for some really insane uh, final turns of the game. Honestly, if you have Zabu and Sarah, your opponent shouldn't be staying in games, and if they do, they're kind of just donating you cubes. Um, you can see the blooper here on the Oscorp Tower on the Scarlet Witch. Can't do anything about that, guys. You retreat, you run, you go to the next one. <laughs> so getting into the next game, um, you know, that is the, the ups and downs of playing Scarlet Witch is that every once in a while, you know, RNG is going to get you, but I thought it was funny enough to just add the, uh, hey, this is a nice little blooper reel here, and... Um, you, you, you guys, you can't overweight and win every game, and no one should ever think that you can. Everyone plays this game. Everyone knows the, the wins and loss ratios and all those things. So adding a little blooper like that into any video is gonna make anybody laugh because that was a really bad beat. <laughs> um, but so we get the Triskelion here, and it gives us a super awkward hand uh, where we pick up an Atuma, um, and a Nightcrawler, and you know, whatever else was going on. Oh, and this Daredevil that we got to play. So, which is fine. You know, it doesn't really take us away from our particular uh, plan much. Uh, what we realize here is, like, we could have went Sentinel and um, Nightcrawler right to try and compete with Asgard, but we think that on turn four, having the 10-power Tuma is probably good enough, unless our opponent really overcommits, and if our opponent really overcommits, then that's fine, it's not the end of the world. It also gets the Nightcrawler on Stark Tower, so we can get the buff to Stark Tower, uh, which is great. He plays Cosmos in the lane, and he snaps. So at this point, we're pretty much under the consideration that he's just definitely a Sherry deck, uh, which means he's going to play Sherry in the mid or the left, and then we get to play a Tuma on the right and win right, uh, which only draws us a card, but basically it puts us in a position where he can't uh, Shang-Chi our Atuma, which is nice, and... We just feel really good about the value. On top of that, we have the Daredevil, which is really important here. So the Triskelion Daredevil ends up pretty being pretty big because we get to see whatever his plan is. Uh, we do have priority, so we can't just like snipe Shang-Chi, but we do have the Arrow as well. So this is where you're going to come up and see Arrow being really big. He has a Captain Marvel, which is good. If it was Vision, it would have been problematic because he could have moved the Vision in response to our Shang-Chi. But instead, we get to arrow him. Uh, we get to arrow the Miss Marvel in the mid, which keeps us with priority. And then, because we have priority, we can then uh, just Shang Chi the Miss Marvel, which is big. We actually snap back in this particular line, um, mostly because we we feel really confident about the the ability to snipe this Marvel, put them way behind where they're thinking are, and then we're still winning in two lanes, uh, which means our opponent has to find a way to basically beat us in three lanes at that point with only you know six resources which isn't that simple um unfortunately we almost completely punt this game i don't know what i was thinking when i made this play i was moving too quickly i was probably a little distracted but i put lizard right and i have no idea why i did that because i totally just punted and put lizard with the atuma which means the atuma was going to die so now we are all in on the factor of hoping that we have a, enough power to win left or that the Mysterio on the right is fake. Th th those are the only things. We get a little lucky. He doesn't play left at all. And we play Shang-Chi and we get to like pretty handedly win the middle. 
Uh, and he actually ends up playing Tatiana and Sunspot. So he gives us a Tatiana. So that was going to be his plan all along anyway. And we end up winning right... We ended up winning all three lanes here because uh, we just blundered the Atuma, which was really, really comical. So nice 8-cube win again. All right, so we're going to get into our next game here. Uh, this one's a really interesting one that, that uh, you kind of gives yourself some real freedom of how the game can look for you. So we have an early TBA. We have Lizard. We have the Scarlet Witch if we want to get out of the TBA game. Uh, so any at any point in time, if we decide, hey, we're not powerful enough, our opponent snaps, uh, and we actually snap back because we know that we have Scarlet Witch. We know we can get out of this TVA game, um, which is great and really good for us. We know we have Lizard, which is five power. We know we have Rock Slide, which is six power. You know, he has this Misty Knight, which is like okay, so that means he's just a Patriot deck, so maybe a Squirrel or something like that. Uh, the the irony of the Death Domain with after we draw the the Nova is pretty good. Um, he ended up playing, so he plays the Squirrel, so he, he gets the free Death's Domain card, we get the Lizard, and then, there's, we have a lot of outs to this game, that was one of them, right, so now Space Throne locks his Squirrel into the Space Throne, which means we now know that we can definitely win, uh, Space Throne, like, that's, it's not even actually a problem to win Space Throne, so now it just becomes, like, okay, how do we win, so he plays Mr. Sinister mid, which gets him another couple power mid, which is also really good. So this means that like our Killmonger isn't necessarily an out to win that particular lane now. Um, but we have eight power left, and we can win right. So now we know, you know, he has a certain. We draw the Killmonger, which I think right there is is basically icing on the cake for this game. We could have tried to just overpower and win a different route, but the Killmonger is so good here. And then on the combination, we get to also Nova. Our opponent has to have a 10 power card to win left, and there aren't that many in, like in the game that he could have gotten away with. So he just has Kazar, which means we just completely blow him out here, get rid of the squirrel, get rid of his whole board on the left. Uh, we're up 3 on the right, we're up 10 on the left, and we just steal another 8 cubes in a TVA game, which is just a great, great game for us. Guys, this is the deck. This is kind of the final discussion about it and why I think it's successful, what I think is good, what I think is bad. Um, it does a lot of really like niche, powerful things. But what I love about this deck, um, and what I've loved about Sarah Control now for a couple seasons, honestly, is just like this really nice ability to leave your opponent wondering. Your opponent is constantly wondering, like, how are they going to beat me? That's, that's what this deck really does. It really presents this this like realm of potential that your opponent has to figure out. And when they can't figure it out, it feels like absolutely phenomenal because your opponent just sticks around for eight cubes. Like you saw in this in this like quick short little breakdown in a couple games, in three other games, I won eight cubes because my opponent just didn't understand how I could potentially beat them for eight cubes. And that's what I really like about this deck. That's why I think about this deck excels is that you just have like a pile of answers in your deck and you just get to steal cubes from people because they just can't figure out how you're possibly going to beat them. Um, and that's like the biggest strength I think of the list is that, you know, you have these niche, really ridiculous cards like Killmonger and Shang-Chi and even Polaris to a certain extent. And of course the almighty arrow that like all four of those cards have the ability to beat different and certain decks in the game. 
Um, and that's just really good because your opponent just has to say, all right, well, I'm going to play this game assuming he doesn't have it. And the moment that you get your opponent on the hook, the moment you make your opponent believe that he can beat you and you know you got him, you just get to take cubes from people. And that's exactly what I did on this climb. I had a ton of eight cube victories in this event uh just because my opponent like just didn't believe i guess that i could beat him so that's the my 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 biggest pro of the deck the biggest con is honestly um locations can be a real big issue uh lizard can run into some problems against certain matchups if you don't find killmonger you know your darkhawk is pretty mediocre against most of the meta right now without kind of a more commitment to him so this like soft commitment to him can be pretty weak and it can be kind of problematic uh but against the thanos with you know at my mmr and in my rank you know in my region and things like that like i'm constantly playing thanos's i think today even today i played it uh, on the climb uh the second half of the climb i played against five thanos's in a row sitting on my phone on my couch playing and i won five matches in a row against thanos and I can't say that I can do that with any other deck, so this deck just feels really insane in the Thanos. And it's not even like, I'm, I'm not going to sit and tell you that it's like a 100-0 matchup, because it's not. But it is probably like a 65-35 matchup. Darkhaw really gets to get in there and just do unfair things, because you can kind of, like, Darkhawk plus Killmonger on the final turn uh, presents a way for you to win a big, big lane left, and then win the lane that they were like, oh, I have like these four little dudes that are going to get buffed with the Soulstone minus, and then I'm going to get buffed with the Blue Marvel, and I'm going to feel really good about this lane. Well, your Killmonger just ends up winning that lane because all those, all of them go away, and then your your uh, your Darkhawk is just this gigantic thing that comes into play for 12 power, and you just crush your opponent with those things. Uh, so I think that's like the biggest takeaways that I enjoy about this deck is that it really does prey on kill like on the thanos decks in a big way that most decks really can't say they can do um you do have to kind of get your dark hawk out early sometimes or you just kind of have to like hope like all right i'm gonna dodge the early leech and things like that um this deck definitely folds the leech there's no doubt about it the deck definitely folds the sandman no doubt about it it's not great into galactus like so any of those things it's you know it's not particularly good into it can be okay in a galactus if they play a certain route like if they if they play the wave route you feel great in a galactus honestly even sometimes depending on what they're doing uh you know if you get your lizard out early if you're able to kill among their their ebony maul or their sunspot and get rid of the like power that way so you always have priority then you can always win with arrow and you can always win with polaris which are really good things so it's not like the end of the world you do have outs to galactus uh but if they're able to get the galactus off and you don't have one of those answers you should just run you can't win those games it's not worth staying in you're just never going to outpower whatever they're going to do because you're just not meant to do that you're meant to win niche games you're meant to win by like a point or two um and you can't do that if they actually complete the galactus so it's just not worth it um but all in all you know this deck has a lot of strengths and it's a lot of fun and it just has, you know, Shang-Chi's a blowout card, Arrow's a blowout card, Killmonger's a blowout card, Polaris has the ability to blow, be a blowout card, Zabu and Sarah, you know, allow for really insane final turns in the game, uh, Lizard's just a stat stick, Sentinel just kind of keeps your curve going the whole way, and then the Rock Slide and the Darkhawk have the ability to just create really big swing turns, and at the end of the day, Rock Slide, in most cases, is a 3-6, which is a pretty above-average stat line for a 3-cost character, and it can disrupt your opponent as well. 
it just is a it just it, it's it's just very much a very good cards deck with a, a top end heavy win condition against Thanos and that's what I like about this deck in particular most I hope you guys can enjoy this deck I hope you guys enjoyed the gameplay uh, as always if this deck was in, if this video was informative for you if it helps you in any way uh, I would love if you can help me out hit that subscribe button hit that like button comment below uh, you know what you would change what your differences are I have seen different versions of this deck with different uh, cards and things like that I'm going more towards the synergy with power which is why I like the Polaris and I like the Lizard because I like the five powers on them. And I like the ability to move things around the board. I also like the Arrow. Arrow is not always super common in Sarah decks because it's too expensive. But Zabu plus Sarah kind of enables for really insane plays with Arrow plus uh, Rockside or Darkheart can win a lot of games that way too. So that's what I like about it. And at the end of the day, Arrow is one of the most powerful cards in the game, guys. Never forget it. There are even some situations where you will pass on playing Sarah to play Arrow because it's going to win you a game like you saw in the one video where I was able to Arrow the Sherry deck into playing in, into a lane where they would be behind so I could then uh, Shang-Chi them. Like those plays are going to happen all the time when you have Arrow, ability, Arrow kind of as an ability to play into the game. So all in all, thank you guys for checking it out. Check out this description, uh, this video. All in all, guys, thank you for, for uh, hanging out with me today, going through the Sarah Hawk control deck. Check out this video here. It's listing the best decks in Marvel Snap. Any one of these decks you can probably build. There's like 10 or 11 decks that I cover in this video. Little small breakdowns for them all, but it gives you the information to be able to win in battle mode or to climb the ladder with these decks. Whether you're Series 3 incomplete, whether you have a bunch of Series 4, Series 5 cards, you're going to find a deck in this video. So please check it out, and we will catch you guys in the next one. See ya.